Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Dan Pompey of The Athletic just tweeted a story. Bears president and CEO Ted Phillips is retiring at the end of the season. You can't fight the barrel of ink. 40 seasons with the franchise. He's been with the Bears organization since 1983. 83. Ted Phillips is also on the call. Many teams, when you lose six games in a row, will fall and they will finger point and they won't recover from that. We did. Did we do well in the playoffs? No, we haven't won any playoff games. Orchestrated the deal to renovate Soldier Field, one of the most iconic stadiums in the NFL. You know, congrats to him and all the success he had over these years. I always knew that Soldier Field was bad. I just never knew that, uh, you know, the facilities were, you know, just as bad. Bear fans, your dream is reality. Begin the migration to Miami and Super Bowl 41. I remember in 2009, we were in Baltimore and they were talking about firing Lovey Smith. You know, I said, Lovey's not the problem. Uh, they need to fix things from top to bottom. And I got called in a Ted Phillips office asking me what I meant by that, and I said, I really don't know what it is exactly that you do do. John C. McGinley, he is a truly talented and accomplished actor. Ted, Ted, listen, Ted, what would you say you do here? Yeah! Yeah, fair question. Uh, it goes back to who's doing the hiring. We don't really know. Maybe we have to change something because it really hasn't been working. Have we got the quarterback situation completely right? No. Have we won enough games? No. That concludes the portion for uh, George and Ted. Uh, thank you both for your time. And that's Ted. Dan Weederer. His name is Dan Weederer. Weederer time. Weedsy. With Danny and Speeds. Weederer time. Bears. The Take the North pod. Dan Weederer talks football with you. Dan Weederer, kind enough to join us on a Thursday instead of Friday. Tomorrow we'll be at Cubs convention. Fantastic work by Chris Tannehill with the Goodfellas treatment. That absolutely convinced me that this is a huge deal, Tanny. Excellent, (laughs) excellent work as always. And the story from Weederer is very good now. It's on the Tribune's website. He's on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hi, Dan. Danny, I was I was listening to that opening that Tanny put together and I was thinking, what why do they need me? Just just do 20 more minutes of this and you'll have everything you need to know already prepackaged for you. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I pe- people do not love my opinion on this hire. Full stop. They don't love your opinion. Yeah, right. People do not love my opinion on anything, apparently. But um I'll get to that in a little bit. But your your story is very good. It it is well sourced. How big of a deal do you believe the Kevin Warren hire to be? 
Yeah, no, I think it's a, a big deal. I think it's really significant. And for me, like, I, this is one of those stories that just because of places I've been and, and connections I have, it kind of falls into your lap in certain ways where, um, you know, I was answering more, more calls than I was making this morning in, in a lot of different ways. And so you're able to ask a lot of different people a lot of questions. And you really the consistent theme to all of this with Kevin is that he's going to come in immediately with think big ambition and not accept anything less from everyone around him. And as somebody that's been behind the curtain for 10 years and struggled to understand why an organization with this much potential doesn't push itself harder to reach that potential, this is exactly the kind of leader that you want at the top, setting a tone, energizing everything. I think we all understand that the, the primary reason he's here is to get this uh, you know, property in Arlington Heights to become a football fantasy land. And then uh, obviously he'll have a, a, a primary responsibility in overseeing the, the general manager of the football team as well. Okay, so that part I think is really significant. We just had Dave Wanstead on and he full-throated endorsement of Kevin Warren, but he also said he really hopes he has nothing to do, do with the football side of the operation. You're saying he will? He will be overseeing the general manager. Yeah, he will be the person that Ryan Poles reports to. He will be the person that performs Ryan Poles' performance reviews. He's the person that will be at the head of, of that, whole, uh, that whole chain of command, yes. Do you think, because there's two different ways to do this, right? We've, I feel like we've heard George talk about this like <laughs> each of the last like three or four years. Uh, there's the way that they always did it, which was that the GM reported to Ted Mm -hmm. Then there's the way that they changed it this year, which was both Ted and Ryan reported to George, which is more the Cubs model, right? Th uh, Theo uh, and then now Jed report to Tom Ricketts and Crane Kenny reports to Tom Ricketts on the business side. Do you think it makes sense to have Ryan Poles report to Kevin Warren and have Kevin Warren oversee both the money side and the football side? Yeah. And, and like I, I've, um, wanted the Bears to reconsider their hierarchy for a long time for a lot of reasons. And I, my, my thought process here is that the hierarchy itself is not as important as the people in it. And I think that Kevin has a, enough of an ability um, and enough of a, uh, you know, just a sophisticated lens on everything to be able to do this productively, to have uh, that oversight in a way that, you know, there's a, a big difference in my opinion between meddling and micromanaging and, and providing productive leadership and guidance. And I think he can do the latter very, very well. And I think that, that Ryan Poles is going to be very energized by that and that there's going to be a, a good partnership there that, that is going to be beneficial for both sides. So call it devil's advocate, call it a skeptic in me or whatever, but like, so Kevin Warren was a lawyer Mm -hmm. who was the Wilf family lawyer who helped them acquire the Vikings. Mm -hmm. And then they hire him to be president. And he's helped run the Vikings for a long period of time, including obviously incredibly mm -hmm. impactful and relevant, develop their own practice facility and build uh, one of the best stadiums in the NFL. And obviously could not be more relevant to the job that the Bears have. But is that not similar to the family lawyer gets made president to the family accountant gets made president. Is that not similar? I mean, maybe in concept it's similar, but we're talking about the people that are in those roles and, right. and what, what they bring to it. And anybody who's spent any significant time around Kevin Warren understands how dynamic he is, how, how, how much of a ball of energy he is and how much he demands of the people around him to kind of match his passion and imagination for what is possible. And so when you, you know, the, the process of getting there with what you laid out may seem like, uh oh, maybe we should be a little mistrustful of this. 
I'm just telling you that this guy's going to come into the building and there is going to be an attention to detail that we have not seen in this franchise for as long as I've covered it and probably for three times as long before that. If you've stepped foot in U.S. Bank Stadium, if you've been up at the Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center in Egan, Minnesota, you see it immediately that there's a, a quality and a class to every single thing that has fingerprints of Kevin Warren all over it because he was the guy that that was in the COO role up there and, and helped to to make those things possible. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. We're talking to Dan Weederer here. I uh, of the Tribune, the score, and he's got a great column out right now, very sourced on uh, Kevin Warren. I, I talked to two people uh, over the course of, like, since the reports and the rumors came out. So you, you've clearly t- talked to more. But both people that I talked to were like, yeah, it's the worst-kept secret in, like, sports executive circles. Mm-hmm. Kevin Warren wants to be commissioner of the NFL. I heard that three times today. Okay. <laughs> and it's not the first time I've heard it, but, that, that is, I mean, that's been the career aspiration, and it hasn't been um, – kept really hidden at all. And so who knows what that looks like? Who knows how long Roger Goodell is in that role? Uh, I'm still trying to get a little bit more intel on what the length of the deal that Kevin Warren signed to be the Bears president is and and what that's worth. Because I think um, initially when his name was surfacing in this search, it was like, are the Bears going to be able to pay him (laughs) enough to make him make a move from the, the, the very lucrative job of Big Ten commissioner to come over here. So there's things to learn in that regard, but yeah, that as a personal aspiration, yes, that is something that, that is on Kevin Warren's radar. Yeah. So, so Goodell's 63, Kevin Warren's 59. And listen, we're ambitious. We work hard. I, I, I'm not going to fault a guy for being ambitious, uh, but I do, I do wonder if it was like a, a situation of, okay, I, I've been a commissioner. Now I got to get back into the NFL and then I can get that job. It, it strikes me as something that this might not be a very long-term marriage, especially, by the way, Dan, if whenever Virginia passes, if they do need to sell the team and then the new ownership wants to bring in a new commissioner. I, I do wonder how long Kevin Warren's going to be with the Bears. Well, I promise you this. It won't be 24 years like Ted yeah, Phillips sure. was. So you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to, to think about that. But for, for whatever time he's here, I think you would, would agree and have probably said this Uh, very emphatically for a while now this is a a landmark and pivotal time for the bears franchise and so say he stays six years but it's long enough to to get the stadium in arlington heights off the ground and running and it's long enough to um enact culture change around that building in a a very meaningful way that's that's action-backed and not just chatter uh and and has a way of, of just redefining how uh, the Chicago Bears are are perceived. One of the things you'll see in my column is just kind of this outside perception of the Bears as a rudderless ship and one that has been a rudderless ship for a long time. And so there are people that really believe that now there are going to be rudders on the ship. And that's very important for an organization that in a, you know, a cutthroat industry is trying to win championships and trying to pursue high level achievement and trying to do it with uh, a quality of work across every single department in the building that is expected to meet a certain standard. And if it doesn't, there will be repercussions and accountability. And so another thing that you have insight to here as someone who travels with the team is you've seen, I believe all of these new stadiums. Uh, Yes. Okay. So another thing that I was told was that the NFL has gotten to a point where it's basically too big to fail uh, in terms of like, you can't mess up a new stadium. They won't allow it to happen. Like, there's a fund that helps with the funding. There's an approved list of contractors. They love the stadium in L.A. They love the one in Dallas. They love the one in Atlanta. They love the one in Indy. They love the one in Minneapolis. That, like, this, you know, Jerry Jones had to 
apply to do a couple hundred million of renovations to AT&T Stadium. He obviously could just fund that on his own, but he still has to run it past the other owners. The Titans have to you know, appro- get it approved by the owners to do their new thing. The Bills have to get it approved to do their new thing. Um, I guess it's, I, know, I know construction is difficult. I know construction in Cook County can be very difficult. I'm not saying it's going to be easy to do. There's a funding issue. The McCaskies don't, can't just write this check by themselves. Can they even fund it? I'm not saying it is easy to do, but what I am saying is I think it's virtually impossible to mess it up. I don't think the NFL will let the Bears mess up Arlington Heights. Do you think that's fair? Well, here's what I would say in response to that is if your um, marching orders, if you're George McCaskey and your marching orders are, let's go build a new stadium and let's not screw it up, you're going to achieve that. If your marching orders are, let's go build a new stadium, let's try to make it the grandest, most extravagant, best possible, high-quality experience as humanly possible, let's have Kevin Warren, a guy who's done this in Minneapolis to a high level, come in and oversee this and, and, and understand some of the corners that you have to go around, some of the obstacles you have to maneuver around, some of the connections you need to have to accelerate processes of this thing. Um, you know, I made my list of the, the stadiums, t- of the new ones, and it goes like this in order of ones that I like being at. SoFi, number one, U.S. Bank Stadium, and Easy, number two, uh, Jerry World, then Vegas, then a tie for fifth with uh, Levi's uh, in, in San Francisco slash Santa Clara and uh, in Atlanta, right? So the Atlanta stadiums is nice, but it's not as nice as those top three that I named. And so now you've got an opportunity here to have a guy who understands what the highest possible quality is. Um, and, and in my column, I kind of equated this to, to having Ritz-Carlton quality over Residence Inn, right? And there's nothing wrong with the Residence Inn. I stay in a lot of Residence Inns. There's, there's one in Cleveland that's one of my favorite road hotels because of, because of how it is. But wouldn't you much rather be in the Ritz-Carlton than the Residence Inn if given the chance? No, ab- abso- absolutely. What is it about the stadium in Minnesota? Because the first two, that, or I guess the first and the third that you mentioned, uh, SoFi and Jerry World, I assume, especially if the McCaskies still own the team, are just flatly out of the Bears' budget. That's that's certainly the case with SoFi. Like you walk around that place and you're like, man, it would be really nice to have this kind of money for a day. You know, just to yeah. figure out what you what you could do for it. Um, there's just like, you, 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 it's a combination of of just how how clean everything is. It's the the views, the 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 way the stadium is structured, the way the the stands are on top of the action. Um, and then there's just a game day experience that is also propelled by, by the vision the Vikings had to transform that. The game day experience there now with what they do with on-field entertainment and pregame everything and, and all the stuff that goes with it is something that was not present in the Metrodome when I was covering the Vikings a decade ago. You know, And so they just enhanced all of it to make it feel like an event. If you've ever been to a game at, at, at the Vegas stadium, you go in there and you're like, yeah, this is Vegas. You know, like this is a, this is an, an, an event. This isn't just a football game. This is like uh, an experience here today. And it's similar at, at us bank stadium. And there's a reason for that. And there's a reason that, that um, Kevin pushed people in that organization to go above and beyond what they thought was possible to, to make a lot of things happen that then make you feel that way at the end of the day. Dan Wiederer with us has a great column on Kevin Warren up on the Tribune's website. Do you believe that the McCaskies are going to empower Kevin Warren to get the people out who have you, as you put it in your column, have been in duck and cover mode? I don't believe Kevin Warren would have taken this job if he was not given that assurance, right? Like this is a guy who doesn't come in, uh, who he's not going to sit around and, and tolerate complacency or stagnancy. It's just not, it's not in his DNA. It would drive him insane and he would quit in 
uh, you know, a, a year and a half if he wasn't allowed to make changes that he felt were necessary. So um, George has always been uh, empowering of, of the people he hires to be leaders. Uh, a lot of them will tell you that's one of the things they, they appreciate about his uh, oversight. And, and it's going to be really interesting. I, I do think you ask really good questions about how this ultimately affects the football product, because that's the thing that, that matters, I think, most significantly to most of us, right? And, and it's the one that, that is under the microscope the most. And I think there will be some impact to that. I'm not going to tell you that he's going to be able to, to turn, you know, Justin Fields from a, a really good quarterback into a 10-time a All-Pro and, and go out and restock the roster for Ryan Poles. But there's going to be um, an ability to have an awareness of what's going on, to assign accountability for things that go wrong, to help enhance, this is one thing you heard hear from people in Minnesota, the, the ability to find amenities in every pocket of, of the, the, the experience in the building that help players feel more energized and feel better about coming to work and get more done. And, and it's, it's little touches like that, that I think over time, when you compile them and compound them and multiply them, all of a sudden make a big difference. Okay, yeah, no, and that, that would be a tangible thing. Because one of the things I was thinking about too, Dan, was like, you know, in baseball, the, the Cubs can say, we turned Wrigley Field into a venue. And when we host, you know, Billy Joel or the Grateful Dead or whomever, uh, that's a competitive advantage because we make that money locally and we can keep that money here and that money can go back into the baseball team. And that's a, an advantage that the White Sox don't have at guaranteed rate. And that is just like a truth of baseball. But it's not one of the NFL. Like, if Kevin Warren makes the Bears a bunch more money and makes the valuation a bunch more mm -hmm. money, the way that that goes back into football, as I can, you know, you, there's no salary cap on coaches. You could fire a coach easier, eat some money. You could maybe hire a more expensive coach or GM. And then uh, amenities you're talking about. I'm, I'm trying to think of other ways where Kevin Warren makes the McCaskey family a bunch more money and it either helps with wins and losses or helps the average Bears fan be a better Bears fan? Well, it won't be just about the money, right? It'll be about the oversight and the guidance. And, and you have a rightful attachment to the 2017 draft for obvious reasons, right? And the way that was handled and the way it went down. Yeah. Under Kevin Warren's watch, number one, those types of missteps probably would not have been made. And number two, if they were made, they would not have been shrugged past with as little accountability as there was inside that building. We would all agree that that was a franchise-changing stumble that the bears went through in that 2017 draft and yep. there were no guardrails right and so you're now going to have guardrails from a guy who will understand boy we're about to draft a quarterback that's going to define our franchise for the next 10 years we better make sure that we're doing this with all our processes completely solid and stable right like and so i think you, you can see where we're having someone in that role that that gets that on the forefront and on the back end will be valuable to making sure that the wheels of the, the, the whole operation turn in the right direction. The other thing, just because Tanny played some of this in the outset is some of those embarrassments, right? Like we play those clips with a, with a chuckle and are like, Oh man, the bears, you know, like it's just, those won't happen. Those no, he's going to crush the press conference. He's, he's <laughs> going to crush me messaging. He's going to crush all that stuff. Like, like, like when, when, like when George, the one year came out and in his prepared remarks said, I was most impressed with Ryan and Matt, during the six game losing streak, you're like, well, wait a second. That was part of your prepared remarks like that, you know, that, right. that, and, and what, what did that do? You know, like that, that was like a source of embarrassment that not only resonated in Chicago, but league wide, you know, you had people calling you and texting you going, what are they doing up there? Why, how is the guy running the, the team announcing to the, his entire following that he's a, a fan and not a football evaluator, right? Like those things will get 
tightened up. All the loose bolts around the building that, that make everything rickety are going to get tightened up. And so Kevin's going to go to work. Nothing happens overnight, but I, I promise you that there's going to be an energy and an ambition that, that enacts notable change in a, in a very short span. A couple of other just quick ones here, just to the best of your understanding, and I know we still have a lot to learn in the press conferences until Tuesday and all of that stuff, so I don't know, totally acceptable here. Uh, do you think he would have the ability to fire Ryan Poles? Yeah, I mean, he's in charge now, right? Like, he, that, that's, his, that's his role. So he will have, he will have that authority and that power. Um, if the follow-up question to that is, will he want to bring in his own guy? I don't think that's something that is uh, on the radar at all. And that, like, it's, it's not like he's attached to, to wanting somebody up the road. Um, they're going to have a, a chance to work together and, and feel that out as they go. I was told that it was uh, George, Ted, and Tanisha doing the interviewing. Should it concern you or Bears fans, uh, maybe more appropriately at all, that Ted was heavily involved in hiring his replacement? Yeah, I mean, that, that would always concern me for sure. Where they landed, I'm not concerned with because I think they got a guy with credentials um, and, and significance and an ability. I mean, like, like LeBron James is shouting the guy out on Twitter today. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's one of those things where you're like, when people tell you that Kevin Warren's connected and then three hours later, you see LeBron <laughs> shouting him out and being like, go get him big dog. You know, like, you're like, okay, like the bears got a real one here and now it's time to, to, to go see what he can do uh, again at a landmark time where, where I think there's a, a lot of reasons to be excited about potential. And now it's turn, time to turn potential into reality. Do you believe that when the Bears open the new stadium in Arlington Heights, the McCaskey family will own the team. Yeah, that I'd give it. I don't know to. I, I, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know, right? Like Virginia just turned 100. Um, we have no idea what what happens up the road with any of that. I, I just, yeah, I can't say with any sort of certainty one way or the other to to put that out there. I just think that there. So, like, again, you you've got more sources than I do on this, and I, I think there's an interesting story that. Maybe it's impossible to report at this point. Um, like, there's a fund that the NFL has that the team can borrow against. And then we don't know how much cash they have on hand, but we know that their wealth is tied up in the Bears. And, like, how much debt will the NFL allow an ownership group to go into to fund a stadium? Because they're not just building a stadium. They want to build a transportation hub and a right, hotel right. and residency and a Bears Hall of Fame. And you know what I mean? I mean, so we are talking billions of dollars right i mean yep north of three we'll call yep. it right as a conservative number when you factor in everything around it man i don't believe that they have that kind of money like i call me the gambler here i'm not reporting it or whatever but it it feels to me like they are they got the land they got the plan in place and at some point it will be hey you want to buy the bears and the land and build this thing it just it strikes me as such a huge financial uh, cost that I don't know that they can go into that much debt. Maybe the NFL would say, sure, you're the Bears, you're a heritage family, we'll let you go into that kind of debt. But I think that there's a limit that you can go into debt for to build a stadium, and I just don't know that they have the cash on it. No, I mean, from the minute that Arlington Park got on the radar in, in I guess it was June 21, right? Like it was funding was always going to be the, the huge question mark, and how are they going to get this thing? to be paid for. And so that's still out there. We've got to learn 
a lot more about the plans, which, you know, they're not willing to share until they actually close on the property. And so hopefully in the near future, the property closes and we get a little bit better insight into their vision and how they're going to go about it. The one thing that Kevin Warren's connections do for you is they, they allow you to form partnerships. And this is on a, on a smaller level. It's not going to get you to three billion, but you're going to open up new revenue streams. And, and he understands how to do that. And, and he understands that there, there's fountains of money that this that this franchise will be able to take advantage of if they play their cards right and make the right moves and so now you just got to figure out again to your question where all the rest of that comes from and that's something that, that they're going to have to provide insight on pretty soon yeah i was told it came up among multiple candidates in the interview process like you know like when you ever do you get a job interview yeah and it's uh so now what, what questions yeah do you, what do you have for us yeah, what questions yeah. Do you have for us and it's like um am i going to be working for you guys for a long time and apparently the line was something to the effect of like, uh, you know, we intend to keep the team and the family until the second coming, you know, they, so like, that's, that's what they're saying, but I have no idea if it's actually possible. And yeah. So- listen, as, as, as somebody who uh, started a job in Chicago with uh, promises of, of, of the direction of the, the place that I was starting a job at, and then it went in very different directions in 10 years. I can say that it's uh, sometimes unsettling <laughs> when, yeah. when your place of employment undergoes pretty significant change. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's more a, a stay tuned uh, topic for us. But obviously uh, a day here that I think um, and Tuesday will be a day where you're, where you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the energy. Um, and hopefully that sustains itself and, and becomes pretty infectious pretty quickly. Yeah, big, uh, big off season. I still think the most reason to be excited is the the quarterback, the draft pick and the cap space and the football stuff, because I don't I can't imagine them messing up this stadium. I think it'll be sweet. But uh, new leadership and starting at the top, never a bad thing. And regardless, man, regardless of Kevin Warren or elsewhere, what I said off the top was like, at least the last name isn't McCaskey, right? They they <laughs> they, they, they went outside the organization and uh, some new blood is uh, much needed for that organization. Yeah, new vision. And I'm telling you, it's going to be it's going to be new vision that people are going to be like, man, this is what we were asking for for all these years. It's really cool to have it. All right, Dan, good reporting, good column. Thank you for being flexible and hopping on today. Enjoyed it. Man. Absolutely, good talk. Thank you. That's Dan Weederer from the Tribune and the Score. Read his column at ChicagoTribune.com. You can get in your questions. Uh, for one last thing, we are at Cubs convention tomorrow. Something that Dan said in there did make me change my tune a little bit. There was there was one thing in particular that that jumped out that that I did like about it. So uh, we'll get into that. Dan Weeder got you feeling positive about something. Hey man, I'm always open to new you know information. He, he made he made a point in there that I hadn't considered that I thought was really good. I gotta say that was a very cordial visit. I enjoyed a very positive vibes, babe, which leads me to believe maybe the problem. Oh, Spiegs. Spiegs. Spiegs overall presence, the fake positive vibe is guy. putting a wedge in between you and world-renowned columnist Dan Weiderer. I Again, I think that was very like I didn't think that was like too harsh of disagreement. I thought that was reasonable disagreement at times, and it was it was good. Right? It it didn't come off at all like you guys hate each other like you do. <laughs> we don't. I mean, he might. I don't. <laughs> It's a mild. We have to schedule the fun Dang. on this show, right? Speaking, <laughs> we gotta we gotta whiteboard what the text is that Speak sent us off of that uh, as as well. Oh, is that yeah. a bad guy move? Probably, maybe. I don't know. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Are you kidding me? Tune in to Twitch afternoons on the score. Good stuff with Dan Weeder. Fun stuff with all three guests today. Jalen Johnson, Dave Wanstead, and Dan Weeder. Tomorrow we'll be at Cubs convention. Tomorrow's going to be a, a different kind of show. Um, we'll be talking NFL. We'll be talking football. 
but also any surprises are possible. We're going to, in the 4 o'clock hour, I can say this, right? We can say oh, yeah, it. we can promote. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So tomorrow I know at 8, uh, Tom Ricketts is on with Moeen Haw. Who do Dan and Lawrence have? They have, uh, they have, they have our, our guy, Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom going on with Dan and Lawrence tomorrow. If you guys want to have Bob Nightingale on, you guys can certainly do that. We don't have Bob Nightingale tomorrow, thank the Lord. But we have the person who gave us permission to have him on, Jed Hoyer. Uh, we In the 4 o'clock hour tomorrow, David Ross and Jed Hoyer. At some point, we're getting Pedro Strobe. In the, in the 3. In the, yeah, th- in the 3 o'clock Strobe. hour, Pedro yeah. Strobe's going to come on. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, we have no idea. But Speegs is going to be like... On the red carpet? No. The, the blue carpet. The blue carpet. Yeah. More the, of a blue carpet than a red carpet. But they could have done red because that's also one of their colors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this unprecedented coverage is just. <laughs> but so Speaks is going to be our blue carpet correspondent. When you guys think of like a red carpet, like do you think Ryan Seacrest? Do you think Joan Rivers? Who do you who do you think of as like your, your go-to red carpet person? I think of The guy that- from Twitch? Different Ryan. That's a different. That's a different Ryan. I think of uh, Jennifer Lawrence. That meme of her like being freaked out that that someone like patted her on the back. Well, Jack Nicholson came up behind her. Maybe that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholson like hit on her when she was talking. She was talking to George Stephanopoulos. Jack Nicholson, a third cousin of mine. Have I ever told you that? I don't believe you. Yeah. Get my my dad's probably listening. If dad, if you're listening, call in and explain the lineage. But why can't we get him on? Jack Nicholson. Yeah, oh, we've never we've never corresponded. <laughs> well, I mean, if you guys are so close, we're not. I just said he was a third cousin. Well, there's just blood there. I share blood with Jack Nicholson. Well, I guess that explains your sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you talk about all the sex you're having. So I, just... no, I said I have a, a, a mediocre. I have a, 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 an average amount of sex. That's not what you said. I, I do well enough. Well, the point is this: if I want to have sex, I can. The point is this: <laughs> can you say the same? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Good, Tanny. Uh, yeah, I uh, won't answer for him. Now, Tanny won't throw his mic on. Um, but and then so Speaks is going to be rocking the blue carpet tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll have other surprises, and people are always there. Kay Adams might be there. Joey Molinaro might be there. Carrie Wood, Ryan Dempster. Who knows who's gonna who's gonna pull up a chair and, and hang out with us? But also, if you are going to uh, to the Sheridan tomorrow, come on up and see us. We're gonna be on the fourth floor in right? front of the main ballroom, main yep, ballroom where the blue carpet is. Okay, so so come out and see us. I was saying earlier in the show that like, as long as they hired from outside of the organization. I think that some of the universal praise of the hire is a little overstated. Kevin Warren's resume is awesome. He's super impressive. It's nothing against him. It's just the NFL has set it up for the stadiums to be kind of too big to fail. I can't imagine them messing this thing up. I think Kevin Warren isn't going to be here that long. He wants to be NFL commissioner. I don't think he's going to be, but he's a job hopper. He's a careerist. And I don't know that the McCaskey family's even even owned this team for that long. And then if you get a new owner of the team, you're going to have a new president of the team sooner rather than later. That the excitement to me is the cap space, the draft pick, and most notably, Justin Fields. Um, but as long as they hired a competent person from outside the organization, it was a good thing. But when Weeder was talking about like the processes and the overseeing of it as like he wouldn't let uh, a sloppy football evaluation go into a draft pick, that excites me. Now, he doesn't start until mid-April. So he's not going to oversee this draft or this offseason or anything like that. 
But I do want to stress that, like, everybody who had a problem with the Bears not having a football czar and their chain of command, that chain of command is the same. Now, you might like the people that are in that chain of command more, and that might be enough for you. Like, it was for for Dan. Like, Dan was talking about, he's like, I had talked about them changing it too, but now that they have someone so impressive there, it's fine with me. But that's that can fall apart quick, is all I'm saying. Like, I'm... I'm not saying that he's wrong, but if for a decade and a half people were like, the Bears need a football czar, the Bears need a football czar, the Bears need a football czar, how does it make sense that their top football person reports to a business person? That's what they're doing. Their top football person, Ryan Bowles, will report to a business person, Kevin Warren, who is an executive and a lawyer. Now, you can say Kevin Warren's qualified. Kevin Warren did it for the Vikings, all that. Fine. But they have not checked the or changed the operation that was in place when they were taking all of that criticism. So if your criticism was about Ted Phillips, fine. He's gone. They went outside the organization. If your criticism was it was too comfortable and it was too small and too insular, I'm totally with you. I'm in agreement. And I think Kevin Warren's going to be empowered to change this or he wouldn't take the job. I agreed with Dan. I agree with that concept. But if your problem was the chain of command, that the football guy had to report to a non-football guy, and that didn't make any sense, that sounds like it's still there. And so a texter says, who would you have hired? I have no problem with it being Kevin Warren. My thing is, I think that it makes more sense for your top football person to be your top football person and your top business person to be your top business person and both of those people to report to the owner. More of like a separation of church and state sort of thing. How the Cubs do it. Crane Kenny reports to Tom Ricketts. Jed Hoyer reports to Tom Ricketts. That makes more sense to me. So it's not about that I would... Kevin Warren's resume is amazing. Everything about the resume is very impressive. It's not about Kevin Warren. I think he'll do a fine job. And I think the stadium will be awesome as long as they can fund it. Uh, I just think that the chain of command is how they got into some trouble in the past. And it could, in theory, be some get into trouble in the future. My guess is also, I don't know how much he'll say this on Tuesday, but my guess is for the first few years, he will not be very involved in football. That there will be enough stuff with the funding, with the potential, uh, with, the, with an ownership vote, with uh, figuring out, the location, with leaving the city, with all of that stuff. My guess is there will be enough there that there won't be too much on the football side. But as they get that under under control and off and running, maybe he gets more and more involved on the football side. What if he does wacky things? Like, hey, color rush every week. Take the GSH <laughs> off the jerseys. Oh, wow. Okay. How did he color rush every week? Those orange uniforms, blue uniforms, green uniforms. Yeah, possibly. I like those navy blue on blues for the last game. You do? I love them. Ah, give me those and an orange helmet. Really? I, I don't like your fashion sense. You know what, Maliha? I'm sitting here watching the Bears game in my garage, and they're wearing the freaking orange helmets. <laughs> yeah, the orange helmets. I like the orange on orange, frankly, but. Blue on blue. You like the orange on orange? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's bold. 
quick reminder that John and Juliet sucks too, by the way. <laughs> we, we know you've got your list. Your list of people that dislike you and that you dislike. I don't know which one's longer. It's probably pretty equal. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of the worst listeners we have. It's a long, long list. Is, is there any other person here at the station with the balls big enough to call out the worst listeners we have? No, I don't think so. No? I think that's you. I just signed a new contract. I'm okay. Yeah. And at some point soon, we will tell the story of one of the biggest writers in their sport who, for a reason that we can't understand, hates Shane and won't come on the radio station because of you. Yeah. A, a guy with over 200,000 Twitter followers yeah. responded to a part-time producer's text message and said, wait, is this the station that Shane Reardon works for? If so, absolutely not. Right. Well, we'll tell you probably not at Cubs convention tomorrow, but next week. Jed, you got to hear this. <laughs> yeah. let's, be, let's, let's, be, let's, let's be sure to tell so a texter. Can some texter set a reminder for like next Wednesday? To have us tell that story. Wednesday like, works. It feels like a next uh, Wednesday uh, wh- story. Maybe we tell Peter Skaronsky on Wednesday. Peter Skaronsky. Yeah. yeah. He's going to join us. On, we can fit it in on the Skaronsky show. We can fit it. We'll fit it in next Wednesday. We'll answer some questions. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel show. It's been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Just one more thing, please. I thought you had a clock to punch. I do. I'm leaving right now. It's time for One Last Thing. Let's let someone else ask a couple questions. I just want to ask you. And then we'll come back to you. One question. How about that? Let's let everybody else and we'll come back to you. Ask any question. I just want to ask you. For anyone on the show. Then I can figure out who I want to answer to. I don't need your help with that. I just want to ask you. One question. Does anyone else have another question first? I got a question. All right. I just want to ask you. Thank you. One question. One Last Thing with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. Again, come see us at Cubs convention tomorrow. Shane gathers and asks the questions. You text and twitch them in. We all answer. What do we got, Shane? From Perch Porch on Twitch, what do you think of or will you watch this year's skills competition week for the Pro Bowl? I will not watch. It, it's because it's stupid. Good job being creative. I would imagine younger fans would be interested. It's To me, it is the exact type of thing that... Whatever I need to see that was funny or entertaining will go viral on social media, and I can digest that in two or three minutes, and I don't need to watch the whole thing. But, like, dodgeball, good idea. I would be interested in knowing which pro bowler can drive a golf ball the longest because I love football and I love golf, but I don't know that I need to sit there and watch it. Like, But tell me which quarterback can hit a ball 360 yards, and then I'd be like, oh, that's impressive. But I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to tune in and watch. No. Speaks is sad that he's not here talking about it. He oh. loves it. It's, it's so up his alley. Speaking! God. So he said that he didn't remember saying speaking. Oh, we remember it. Yeah. That AI can do anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe yeah. that you just created that out of nowhere. So he, he clearly said it. Pretty remarkable. From Samurai Sweetness on Twitch, did Marta get a raise this year for Christmas or a bonus? She definitely got a bonus. She got a raise at the one year. Specifically before taxes, how much does she make? I'm not going to answer. <laughs> that, that one was for me. I'm not, not going to answer that question, but um, a lot. But she's amazing and she's a worth lot. every penny. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive. The going, the going rate for a... For a nanny, 40 hours a week, man, it's expensive. you got two working parents. Yeah, I've got a friend who does it in West Palm Beach, and she makes six figures. 
and they bring her to their house in the Hamptons. Okay, well, we're not like that, so it's not it's not that. But it's, nice to meet you, Marta. Yeah, I, she, I probably shouldn't be talking about her pay on a she, she probably <laughs> would like that. My wife probably wouldn't like that. So that breaking news, Tanny Marta, not in the six figure range. Wow, for watching Owen and what's it, Eli. Eli? She certainly spends like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know that. <laughs> You guys are gonna get me in so much. Trouble. This is from this is this is from Skizot on Twitch. Would you rather have Justin Fields or Luka Doncic here in Chicago? That's a good question. That is an awesome. It's a really good question. Normally these uh, one last thing questions suck, and that one was a good one. Okay, I think the answer is Luka, because. I want the Bears to have a franchise quarterback who's great more than basically anything. And I'm pretty sure Justin Fields can turn into a franchise quarterback who's great. But I'm 100% sure that Luka Doncic is a top three player in the NBA. So I think the answer is Luka because he's a certainty and Fields is only a highly probable. Yeah. Danny, do you have Luca's uh, medical records? I can't disclose those. <laughs> See me after the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're out of questions here. Um, this one from me. How you doing? You good over there? I'm good. Good. You having a good day? Yeah, I'm fine. Tanny, you have a good day today. Will you go? Will you go home today, Tanny, and say? Today was a net positive. I always reflect on the show once I get home. No, no, no. Always. It's not just the show, do. because the show is only four hours of your day. Will you go no, home today? No, the show today? is not only four hours No, of you, your don't day. Do okay. <laughs> you don't do anything. You don't do anything. Dude, someone said to Steph, someone said to Steph, they said to her, wow, Danny gets health insurance? I thought he was part-time. All right, we got to do a misconceptions about our industry segment at some point. Yeah. Post Super Bowl, most likely. Yeah. Wow, Danny gets health insurance. I thought he was part time. <laughs> if this person would have said that in front of me, it would have been horrifying my reaction. People think that we work from two to six. Yeah. I'm literally texting people 24 hours a day. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. Danny is on Twitter looking for audio 26 hours a day. Yeah. Danny's on Twitter starting things with Dan Weederer 28 hours a day. <laughs> Eight days a week. I Danny gets health insurance. I could wild. Yeah, wild. Oh wow, you only work four hours. A day. And by the way, we have awesome jobs. Yeah. But great jobs. But I, but just the idea that we only just like turn these microphones on and there's no prep or no planning or no yeah, sure. Four hours of content, five days a week. Health insurance. Uh, thank you to Dan Weederer. Thank you to Dave Wanstead. Thank you to Jalen Johnson. All of them fantastic. You should check them all out on the podcast page or the Odyssey Rewind app. Tomorrow we'll have Jed Hoyer and David Ross in the 4 o'clock hour. Pedro Strope in the 3. Speaks work in the blue carpet. If you're going to be at Cubs convention, come by and see us. Also a playoff edition of Parkins versus Parkins versus Spiegel versus Spiegel. Thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, Twitch chat video stream. Thank you, sirs. Shane Ridden, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill makes us sound better than we are each and every day. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkins Spiegel. This is the score. Yeah. Really, really nice day today. Really nice. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.